Welcome to the Speaking From Our Hearts podcast. In this edition, we'll be talking about many aspects of life, particularly health, relationships and wealth-related topics, all from a heart-centred approach. Your host, Paul Lowe, has a long and successful history of helping others through his coaching and mentoring, as well as his many charitable initiatives. He's been responsible for positively impacting thousands of people's lives, particularly young people from challenging backgrounds. Paul is the author of the books Mastering the Game of Life from Pain to Purpose and Speaking from Our Hearts. Welcome listeners to this Speaking From Our Hearts podcast episode where I'm joined today by a modern man, Mr. Fidel Bohill. So Fidel, very interesting title, The Modern Man. Um, And I want to talk to you today if I can around your podcast and uh, I know we've done a, you know, you very kindly invited me on to, to your podcast by that name and we had a chat. So I want to build on that really. So uh, yeah, very warm welcome to you anyway. Thank you very much, Paul. Glad to be here. Okay, so without further ado, Fidel, the modern man, tell us more. <laughs> About me or what I'm doing? <laughs> Whatever you want to tell us. Well, obviously you and the modern man are, you know, hand in glove, so to speak. We kind of are one in the same thing, yeah. um, sort of. Uh, so there's a, there's a few different parts to, to, to what I'm doing with the, under the, the sort of the brand of the modern man. Obviously there's me personally. Um, I'm an NLP master coach. Um, and a master hypnotherapist and timeline practitioner and personal trainer. So I work on a one-to-one level with um, mainly guys, but I do work with quite a few women now as well. There's more and more get in touch with me wanting to work with me. Um, on a sort of therapeutic level, I help them do uh, sort of breakthrough sessions and things like that, reconnecting with their masculinity and that sort of thing, mm. help with relationships and dating. Um, and then I have a men-only Facebook community called the Modern Man Club, uh, which is a really vibrant place to be. There's uh, seven, eight hundred guys in there at the moment. Um, it's a very, very active community. Um, and the third element is something we're just bringing to life now, which is the Modern Man Club Community Interest Company. Um, we're launching on the 1st of June, a six-week program where we join physical and mental health together. So we're running a six-week uh, training program where guys come in, we do 45 minutes of exercise, and then 15 minutes of kind of like discussion um, and just create a real sort of friendly open atmosphere where where we can talk about things that affect men face to face. So a bit like the club, but we're bringing it to life. So that's the first one we're doing for six weeks. And then we're going to be rolling that out across the country, working with gym owners and personal trainers to um, to offer that space and that facility to, to men all over the country and hopefully all over the world. Wow, global vision. A man very much after my own art. It's interesting listening to you speak there, uh, Fidel, about what's unfolding because, uh, um, yeah, there's the similar things take, uh, taking a foot at uh, speaking from our hearts, but uh, that's another time, another place. So tell us more about what the what the catalyst for the modern man concept with you was. Where, where did, how did that all come about? Ooh, <laughs> the house story. Um it started about three years ago, give, give or take. Um, I had a, for the second time in my life, I had a, uh, came into some financial difficulties. Um, I've, I've been a will writer for about 12 years. I was uh, titled Britain's favorite will writer. I was up and down the country speaking, um, training lots of other will writers and, and had a big reputation online. 
um, and offline as a speaker and, and, a, and a estate planner talking about those sort of things. And I created a kind of character called Bad News Bowhill. Um, it started as a, oh, you can see pictures of me behind me there. Yeah. You know, I used to wear the jacket with the skull and crossbones on it and everything. And I had a big sign saying, you're all going to die. Um, but generally this was a kind of, it was a, a marketing ploy. Yes, I believed in it. I believed in the product. I knew it, I was doing good work. Um, but as the character evolved, I be, kind of became known as a kind of Mr. Death kind of guy. <laughs> right. Approach me with quite emotional stuff, you know, and wanting to talk about um, those sort of things. And, and whilst, you know, I've had my connections with, with death and people close to me have passed away, but I don't feel that it's ever played a huge part in my life. It certainly hasn't kind of like affected me as a person particularly. Mm. Um, and I, and I just kind of was coming at it from a very professional point of view. Um, and as I, as I grew as a speaker, my speak, my, um, my talks became more and more kind of, personal development and a bit more inspirational and I was taking stuff that I'd learned from taking thousands of will um will appointments you know with old I had, I've been blessed you know it's a fantastic job on reflection I don't think I appreciated it fully at the time mm-hmm. um but being able to speak to lots of old people people like literally on their deathbeds um I still do that occasionally where I have to go into hospital speaking to people just before they go um speaking to young people sick people well people but I get really under their skin and talk to them about what's important to them, you know, their, their wealth, their wealth, their families, their relationships. Um, it'd often be a really deep, open conversation about stuff. And there was relationship things going on there as well. Mm-hmm. And I learned loads. I just sucked in all of that wisdom, you know. And as my talks became more about those, those sort of things, I, I really enjoyed that stuff. But it also meant that I was painting myself into a bit of a character, a bit of a corner um, as being this person that knew about kind of like death. And I didn't feel that comfortable with it, really, because when people met me, (laughs) I'm a happy, smiley, positive guy. And people just couldn't couldn't equate the two. And whilst that worked from a business point of view, it didn't work for me. On the flip side of that, running a law firm is a very, very difficult thing to do. And if I'm honest with you, it really isn't me. You know, I was great at the marketing, great at bringing in the business, but you have to be a real stickler for details. As you've just heard, my vision for the modern man, I'm a big picture guy. You know, I like I like all of that. I like the marketing. I like the sales. I like the people. I like the connectivity. But you have, running a law firm, you have to have a massive eye for detail. Yeah. Um, and it's really, really boring and it's really mundane. And for me, it felt like smashing my face against a brick wall every day when I went mm-hmm. into the office. Um, and as such... I, I tried to grow the business. I made a, I made a couple of big mistakes with the, with the company and I got into financial difficulties with it, tried to grow it too quickly. Um, the details were getting missed. We were making a few mistakes and it all kind of like piled up on top of each other. And um, I ended up uh, having a panic attack. I ended up in hospital um, on my way home from an appointment one day, chest pains, uh, managed to kind of I fell out of my car and crawled across my driveway. The kids kind of like pulled me in the house. Um, they called an ambulance because they thought I was having a heart attack. I thought I was having a heart attack. Uh, they came at the time. I was the fittest I've ever been. I just had a, a, a box competitively. I just had a really tough fight. Um, I'd won a CrossFit competition without ever doing CrossFit before in my life. Um, I was fit and healthy, but I had all this other stuff going on that I hadn't told anybody. I didn't even tell my wife what was going on with financially with the business or the people that were involved in the company or anybody. Mm. I was keeping all of that inside. Um, mainly because of my 
I felt I wasn't doing my job as a, as a man, you know, I wasn't, I was going to mess up my family again. Um, all these people looked at me as a, as a great businessman. People thought I was this, this guy, you know, Fidel knows what he's doing. He's got all this stuff together. Look at him, you know, he's doing really well on the surface of it. But um, down, down below, I didn't know how to tell everybody that I was messing it up, you know, and that really affected my kind of masculinity. And I thought, Cause that's kind of like our job, isn't it? As a, as a, as a man, that's how I felt. That's our role. We're the provider. We're the guy. We, we, we keep everything together. We're, um, you know, we're good with money. We're good with business. Um, <laughs> and for it all to be unraveling was, was, was difficult for me to share with anybody. So yeah, I went through this, had the panic attack and to, to kind of, I realized that I had quite a few issues, underlying issues with, with money. So I started having hypnotherapy. Um, which was a really interesting process. Uh, basically, it opened up my, it was like taking my brain to the gym. And I don't quite know what happened to me over that process, but it, it kind of opened up the neural pathways between my conscious and my unconscious mind and released loads of other stuff that I'd clearly just been holding back. It was all a bit too much for, for my hypnotherapist. Uh, <laughs> right. He was kind of like trying to help me with get over my money issues and, and, and all this other stuff came out. So I, st- I learned how to do hypnotherapy myself. I had one particular moment where I was doing a talk in front of about 40 or 50 people in Southampton about, uh, I was doing a talk about how to die happy. And it was my, it was an inspirational talk based on six things that I think are important for people to focus on in life and get right in order for them to, to reach the end and feel satisfied. And one of them is the truth. One of the elements is the truth. And I was, I was speaking about this. There are two sides to that. There's one is, is telling people around you the truth um lots of people when they get to the end and when they get to their old they, they they kind of regret not telling people that they love them they regret not telling people who they really are they regret um they regret lying to people their children their spouses there's a real thing about about, about the truth the other element is being truthful to yourself and i interviewed my mum on a facebook live once and i asked her for one piece of wisdom that she was going to give to her grandchildren and she said um find out who you really are and live that life as soon as you can because I took too long and I'd never told anybody this whilst I was doing this talk even though it fitted in very well but behind me I had like a uh, uh, some photographs just spinning around on, on the screen behind me and there was one of me hugging my mum and it just reminded me of that conversation as I was doing this part of the trip and I and I and I told the audience that and I started it was just really emotional I got really emotional the audience got really emotional there was a sort of you know I'm sure you've, you've, you've done it when you know, and there's just pure connectivity between you and the audience and um, it all kind of went electric and it was a really really powerful moment for me um, and I sat on the train on the way home and I was like wow you're telling everybody this to do this but this isn't your truth like you're not the will right you're not Mr. Death what are you doing yeah um, and one of the beautiful things about coaching with people with NLP hypnotherapy when when you connect people with their unconscious mind your unconscious mind knows what makes you happy okay it knows what you should be doing it does it knows who you really are Mm. and i was really connected with that and i spent two or three days going well first of all i asked myself who am i which is a bad question to ask (laughs) on the face of it without lots of preparation you can go you can end up really down (laughs) a rabbit hole with that one Um, (laughs) let's start right at the top eh? (laughs) yeah well and as i realized that i thought that's not a great question it's a better question and the better question was what do i have to offer and so it was kind of like, who am I? But, but what, what are the, what are the, um, 
what are the practical elements that I've got that make me up that, that I can help other people with. And one of them was actually, I feel really comfortable as a man. I'm really confident as a man, but also I understand that I have feminine energy inside me and I'm really, really comfortable in that too. Yeah. I absolutely have total respect for, for, for women. It's not even a, a conscious thing for me. My mother was a, was a feminist who had four sons. So she showed us what it was like to be a powerful female, powerful feminine role model. Um, but also she was really clear because a lot of her friends and the people, the um, circles that she moved in were quite anti-man, but she made sure that her four boys were comfortable being men as well. And that yeah. we had nothing to be embarrassed about or ashamed of. And I looked around me at my generation and I saw that that wasn't the case for lots of guys. Mm. And we've got a real crisis of masculinity within our generation of guys not feeling connected to it, mm. not understanding what it means, not feeling positively about it, feeling that it encompasses violence and anger and aggression and dominance and all of this stuff. Mm. Uh, and, and we've lost touch with what masculinity really is. It's a beautiful, wonderful thing. Um, and I thought that, that, there i'm i naturally embody that that's kind of who i am it's my truth if i can express it well um and i can help other guys and women understand positive masculinity and its place in our society and for our generation and what we can do in the modern world with it um, and design a new version of masculine and feminine and without the gender roles of being the housewife or being the one that goes to work without those stereotypical roles we yeah. don't have to throw the baby out with the bathwater we don't have to say, well, because we all do the same work, we're not men and women anymore. We are. We can bring different energies to those roles. You can be a stay-at-home dad, but you're a stay-at-home dad. You're a stay-at-home man. Um, you know, so you yeah. can bring that energy to that role. The role is irrelevant. It's the energy which you bring to it. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the how. Long wow. story, but <laughs> you asked. Wow. There's, uh, yeah, where, where, do we, where do we go from there? Um just want to pick up, Fidel, about your word truth, because um, for me, when, when I hear that word truth, it's kind of it's tied in with beliefs because our mm -hmm. beliefs um, form our truths. And I think what one of the things I've learned is that there are things that we believe to be true, yep. which is our kind of local knowledge or awareness, and then there is the universal truth which yes. we go in search of. So whether we as individuals, and we're all obviously at different levels of, of awareness in our lives around any given matter, but whether we, we, we have a belief system, we have a truth, don't we, for us that based yes. on, you know, our upbringing, our peers, our, our experiences, our society, our culture, everything that kind of goes into this rich melting pot that gives us this, well, this is my world, this is my truth. Yes. And that doesn't necessarily make it right or wrong, does it? But it certainly, nope. to whatever degree, doesn't make it a universal truth that applies That's to to all of us. You know, those laws of nature, if you will, that I, I personally believe as, as as transformational teachers, it's it's our responsibility. It's probably the right word, Fidel, to to uncover what they are, because when we get that very higher level awareness of the truth yeah then we can convey that message and then people will obviously adopt that to their level of awareness at time but at least yeah. they've got something to work towards and what i'm hearing here with your 
your emergence, uh, Fidel, is is kind of your truth. You your truth was up there. The fact that you didn't know that, well, that was your yeah. voyage. Of, that was your purpose. You know, the three levels of Dharma: um, seek your higher self, um, find your unique talent, stroke gift, and then give yeah. it to the world. And that's for me. Your, that's your Dharma unfolding, isn't it? It is, yeah. Um, I, th- I think it's one of the important things is is to also appreciate that we're always still learning, and what might be a truth, and for at one point in your life, um, it's cool to change. You know, Absolutely. <laughs> it's yeah. cool to change, and and if it's your truth, people around you will understand. That was one thing that that almost surprised me a bit because I was very well known as a will writer, mm. and I had a massive thing. I was like, so who's gonna how are people going to think about me coming out as a coach, um, you know, or a therapist? It's like such a departure. They, they're almost two opposite ends of the spectrum, really. Um, but when I finally did it, um, after much angst and uh, limiting beliefs and everything else like that and having to therapize myself, uh, everybody just went, yeah, of course. Like, they, no one batted an eyelid. I just went, well, yeah, I'm the modern man coach. Here's my club and everything else. Like, Come and join me. I'm going to talk about masculinity. Everyone went, well, yeah, that's much, actually, that's much more you mm-hmm. than that. We never got that other guy. This is this is you. Um, and I immediately, I had clients straight away. As soon as I came out as a coach, I had clients picked up. And that's when you know that that it is the right thing. You are doing your truth. Um, is when other people just look at it and go, yep. They, they they get it and it just makes perfect sense and people want to connect with you and work with you um then you know you're doing the right thing and you're expressing it in the right way I but think it can change i'm learning stuff all the time yeah um i think the modern day term for that fidel is it not uh, we're in flow in flow correct yeah 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 um yes because i mean if people say you know what's your belief paul and, and i always put a caveat on that because you're absolutely right in what you've just said my belief at this moment in time is X, Y, or Z. It's not to yep. say it'll be that tomorrow or the day after, because, you know, that, that is growth, isn't it, by definition? Without a shadow of a doubt, you know, if I talk to somebody like you about some of the things that I believe in, um, and you're further along the path than I am, and you've, you've thought about this sort of stuff and, and other things for, for longer periods of time, like if I think that my way is the only way and I have a conversation with you, that's not going to be a conversation, is it? Um, I'm not going to be taking on the information or the wisdom. Um, you have to be open to, to changing your mind and changing, changing your opinions with thought and consideration. You know, it doesn't happen just with everybody you, you speak to about it who disagrees with you or something. But you certainly have to be open to it when you're having these types of conversations. You need to listen properly and, and go away and ruminate and, and, and think, oh, hang on a minute, there's, there's, there's a point to that. How does that fit in with my, with my beliefs? Um, you know. But it's one, that's wonderful, isn't it? It's lovely. lovely. It is, and that's the growth. And I think what you know to use that word growth, um, Fidel, which is obviously what we're about. What you know we're about as as a species. Um, Evolution. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, I'm kind of intrigued to you know to, to to flirt, if that's the right word, with one or two. You know, you've got your uh, modern man podcast. And I'm interested yeah. to kind of get a an insight into some of the interviews you've had. And, you know, if you don't, I mean, wow. your stuff's out there anyway, so people can yeah, access yeah. it. So we're not talking, we're not breaking any confidentialities here or, no, or whatever. No. So I just like some of the more interest, like to share some of the more interesting insights, uh, Fidel, that come to mind as a result of those conversations. Because I think this podcasting medium is is very, very powerful for 
you know, for all it of is. us. And, and I, I have, I have, I have learned and changed and developed f- through speaking to some of the people on my podcast, yeah. uh, including yourself. So there was, um, I've had some amazing ones that we've just, that we did, we did 10 episodes for series one and we've just recorded series two of which you are the first, first one out, out the door. Um, after you on series two, I spoke to a really fascinating guy who I saw in an article on the times and, and got sent it by about four or five people. And I thought I have to, I have to speak to this guy. Um, and he is a, um, what did he call himself? A, a sexual therapy partner. Um, okay. and basically he was a, a high class male escort, um, which is his other title he called, that he called himself. And that that's going to be the next episode is out next Monday. That was a really, really interesting conversation about, about that masculine feminine connectivity and how modern women are exploring themselves nowadays. Um, and how, how we bring our kind of like outdated views and thoughts, how they're still hanging around somewhat, but people are bucking against all of that stuff. Um, and, and how that masculine feminine polarity exists in the bedroom and how it's lacking generally for a lot of women and men now, um, which is something that I talk a lot about. So that was a fascinating conversation on the flip side of that. On the last series, I also spoke to my very dear friend and an amazing woman called Rebecca Lowry, who is a, a sex therapist. Um, and that was a really, she works with men. She has a program called Keys to the Kingdom where she helps men explore their sexuality um, and their desires and their fantasies and things like that. And she bought some wisdom. That's, I think to date, that's still the most listened to episode. Um, another one was a guy called James Boardman. I don't know if you've come across him, the dad coach, uh, former Royal Marine sniper, um, personal trainer, um, and now kind of like a coach. He runs his community, uh, a fitness community, getting guys to, to sort of really be organized with their day and their time and really look at being sort of super productive um, and including fit and healthy lifestyles in there. So we have a lot in common. But that was a fascinating conversation. It went on far longer than any other episode we've had. I think we were, we were, we were talking for like an hour and 45 minutes, a really mm. long episode, but real value in there. And then... Um, Speaking to guys who've been in the service, who've been in the armed forces, is always interesting from from my point of view as a as a modern man, and how they reintegrate back into society after being in that extreme masculine environment. You know, um, even women in there that is that is masculine energy. If you're in the armed forces and you're out at war, that is you you have to be in that masculine energy, and you have to use it positively um, as much as you can in in that in that way so that that conversation always always interests me i've had a few conversations with ex ex armed forces guys in there mm. but yeah i've spoken to some amazing people and on a general note you you've you, you know from my perspective fidel you're absolutely right but this podcast medium i mean talk about getting stretched i think no matter how much one may perceive that he or she has lived a very diverse and colorful life yeah. You know what my advice to if you make that statement, well, get yourself a podcast station then and start interviewing yeah. guests because you're going to get stretched all over the place. Um, yeah, you know, that's, some... kind of, that, that's exactly what I thought. I always thought my life was colourful and interesting and everything else. Like that. And now I'm like, yeah, some of the people I've spoken to just blow me away, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
Yeah, I can remember it yourself actually, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I can remember having a conversation with one guy particularly, um, and the depth that he went to around this particular um, subject of, of consciousness. I come off and I and I just felt as if I needed to put my head in a in a bucket of cold water. It was like buzzing. <laughs> it was like wow. There was so much high level stuff, real radical sort of world changing stuff in there that was scientifically yeah. backed up, and it was like amazing. And you know, the, yeah, this diversity and and sometimes uh, Fidel isn't. I don't know if you find this with your Modern Man podcast where you can have a nice gentle conversation, and you know what, you don't test each other too much. It just flows, and it's nice and. You know, yeah. re- well, all all the podcast conversations are respectful, but it's very, yeah, yeah. It's almost like a Sunday morning stroll. Let, let's not tread on each other's toes, kind of thing. And others, it's like, okay, get in the ring, boy, because now we're yeah. going to do it. <laughs> it's like, yeah. wow. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had a nice a nice mix of both of those. And I think it's important to have a mix actually. Yes. I yes. think I think the the, the, the dynamics of, of that is 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 good in a sort of series of podcasts if people are gonna listen. I think if you have too much of one or the other, yes. it gets a bit boring. But if people are tuning in on a weekly basis or whatever, um and they never know what they're gonna get, it definitely makes it a bit more interesting as a as a host. That's what makes a good host to be able to 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 be comfortable with both of those types of conversation, I think. Absolutely. Just want to drill down a little bit, Fidel, around this this masculine and feminine energy dynamic. Yeah. Um, you know, from your own uh, views, from your own experience, and if I can quote, sort of play something back to you that I hear as a, you know, we're going to have to be careful of generalizations, of course, but sure. as as a generalization, it's like men have become women and women have become men in today's society. Is I mean, how? What's your take on that? Mm, it's interesting, and I think in some aspects, it's kind of it's kind of right, and it's it's causing us to be pretty unhappy. Mm. Um, just first of all, let's talk about that generalization for a minute because it's a really important thing in yep. this conversation as a whole because people mistake it, and if you talk about masculinity or you talk about femininity, um, people often go oh but what about the people in the middle what about people who don't connect with either of those two words yes um which is a rising voice in our society at yes. the moment just because you talk as, as a masculine male has just as much right to talk about how he feels in as as one of those with 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 that truth <laughs> as somebody who's completely gender neutral yes Okay, and that's the way. And if I talk about being a masculine male, it does not mean that I don't agree or believe that you can also be completely gender neutral because I do. I totally understand that there are lots of people who don't identify with what I'm talking about. However, I don't think that that should be the only conversation because there are a vast amount of people who do connect with it or who, who should or could and would like to connect with it and feel much more comfortable with that Mm. and those are the people that i'm talking to um really and i don't want it to exclude the people in the middle but that's not my conversation it's not something i Mm. can relate to not Mm. something i fully understand even though i have spoken to lots of people about it i still struggle with it and i think that's natural i think that's reason for the backlash a little bit is because when you feel inherently masculine or inherently feminine you, it's such a core part of who you are yeah. um, that it's really difficult to understand somebody who doesn't feel that way. Mm. It, it's so elemental for, for some people, but I expect they feel exactly the same. 
So, you know, I, it, because I'm speaking about this, it doesn't mean that I'm anti that or I don't think it exists or I don't think that that, that, that that's a, an equally valid uh, feeling, emotion or, 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 or way to way to live or be. So that's my uh, asterisk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the the question of, of men becoming women, women becoming men, I think what we've done is well, I speak to a lot of women and they don't feel positively about femininity. There's lots of women who feel that femininity is somehow weak. It's somehow all very flowery and that if they connect with their femininity, they won't be able to work hard. They won't be able to win at, at sports or achieve the stuff that they want to do. And so they put on this suit of armor, this masculine suit of armor to go into work and they, they, they go into business, they go into work, they go into sports, they go into things like that in their masculine energy, which, tires them out it makes them tired because it takes testosterone to be in your masculine energy mm. it takes it to be in your femininity there's a lot of guys and our generation particularly we've been told that the way that the, the modern man and the way to be as a man is to open up to be to be loving to be gentle and and all of those things and whilst that is yes as men we can still be in our feminine energy and do all of that stuff but we've been to kind of like said that that's the only way and, and we've lost touch with actually that strength and what that means that 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 leadership that decisiveness mm. um we've lost that element and actually then what you've got is you've got a lot of guys who are spending their time in that softer energy um you know they, they're forgetting how to make decisions they're allowing um, and we've got that that's that swap over and where it where it really comes about is in marriages and relationships yeah and so i do a talk on this the polarity within a within relationships and it happened in my marriage as well where you've got lots of women who are out there being strong independent women and they're going to work and they're being decisive and they're running businesses very successfully and very well and they're working in high level operations and everything else like that. then they're coming home and they're having to make the decisions at home. They're having to make decisions about the kids um, and what everyone's going to eat and booking the holidays and telling mm. everyone. And what men have tried to do when they get into, into a relationship is to please their partner. And you see it as jokes all over the internet and, and people joke about it, the woman being running the household and everything else like that and, and, and everything. And, and men have forgot how to be decisive because if they make a wrong decision, they're then chastised and told that it's incorrect the woman will continue then to make all the decisions. Guys will forget how to do that and how to be in their masculine energy, how to lead their family and how to make them feel safe and secure. And because of that, that dynamic shifts. And the first thing to drop off is sex. People will stop having sex because that polarity isn't there. Yeah. You need that polarity, that masculine and feminine, even in same sex relationships. Um, I've had lots of conversations with it. There will be a masculine and feminine energy in any healthy sexual partnership that, that continues over time. Okay, you can do all sorts of stuff on a one night stand or even for a few weeks, three months, six months. But over the years, yeah. that polarity needs to exist for their order to still be a sexual dynamic and, a, and an attraction. And we've got, just got loads of unhappy people. And as soon as I start talking about this, I get men and women going, yes, that's my marriage. That's what's going on. I'm exhausted. I'm at work and I'm doing all this. And I just want him to make some bloody decisions. And I say to them, well, what happens when he does and he gets it wrong? What do you do? Oh, well, you know, they tell him off, they chastise him, and he won't do that again. Mm. It's, it's both, both parties have to take responsibility for this. I'm not putting it at all on the, on the table of women. I'm just talking about actually what, what tends to happen. So 
in some ways we have we've got a lot of women spending a lot of their time in their masculine energy and for most of them it's exhausting and they're just tired but we have a lot of men spending a lot of time in their feminine energy they're deferring they're allowing other people to control their lives they don't know what their core values are they've forgotten how to make decisions they're dithering they're not happy um they're not getting fulfilled sexually they're not fit they're not strong um and and they've lost their way in life um I, one of the claire russell who's on the board of the modern man club uh community interest company she's worked for the samaritans for many many years and that's the most of most guys who are at that end that are calling the samaritans are ringing them and they're just saying you know they don't know what their role is in life they don't know what they're supposed to be doing they don't know who they are they don't know what you know what their value is um, and stuff like that so we have a, a bit of a crisis going on mm. yeah interesting um I, th- I suppose the the overriding aspect with it within all this um it kind of do you know i find myself almost on every single episode now fidel saying this and i'm thinking right okay paul you know the we're you know try and come up with some innovative new way of describing this this umbrella scenario whether we're talking about you know what we're talking about specifically here or x or consciousness yeah. or addiction or, or whatever all this myriad that that we know goes off in um, in podcast conversations but it for me fidel yet again it brings it back to you know my, if i can be allowed to say my very first uh, podcast mastering life is as simple as abc and for the a is the awareness our starting point is what do we actually know what are we aware of you know putting this in obviously in the context of what we're speaking about now and your modern man philosophy uh is it fair to call it a philosophy i think it is isn't it but it's backed up with action yeah 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 i'm I'm working on it and that's exactly what i'm a theory or a philosophy yeah (laughs) yeah um well i think it's a massively more than a theory i think it's uh it's groundbreaking (laughs) stuff if it's embraced so it's um it's a deep philosophy, but uh, in my humble opinion. So the awareness, Fidel, um, of, you know, where are we actually at? These days, as a modern man, where are we actually at? And that's our starting point, isn't it? And yep. there's no judgment on that. It's because we are where we are. But I suppose my people then, you know, coming on your podcast, talking to you, being on one of your programs or being educated in, um uh, use that word loosely educated through the Facebook group or whatever. Yeah. Um, that awareness increases, doesn't it? Correct. The B and the ABCs, the beliefs. What current beliefs do we hold? And we've kind of just flirted with that, haven't we? You know, well, we flirted yeah. with that through, I think, throughout the core of this conversation. You know, that is uh, it. The, the beliefs around masculinity and femininity are evolving very quickly and they go backwards and forwards. Um, and, and part of the role of what I'm trying to do is to develop a new sense of like, how do we bring some of that old stuff? But how do we fit that around the reality that our awareness, what is actually going on? How do mm. we change our beliefs to, 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 to fit around our reality at the moment? Yeah, and that that's a lovely segue, Fido. Thank you. Um, he's not been paid for this, by the way, listeners, but that, that dovetailed very nicely into the C, the creativity, to think yeah. uh, and be open to new ways and to, and I love this term flirt, and I think in terms of the, you know, this, this kind of conversation, flirt with new ideas and new concepts and new ways of being, which ultimately yeah. will take us back to point A, 
So it's it's kind of an ever-increasing circle. We're raising our awareness. And I think as human Absolutely. beings, Fidel, that's that's kind of all we can do because we're in search of consciousness. Because for sure. that, for me, uh, in terms of who am I, um, that consciousness runs right through the middle of that as well. So I love when you, you've made reference to that question it, earlier it on. But the, 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 the who am I, I just think there, there are kind of like two elements to that. Um, you know, at our core, unless, again, I'm not talking about those people in, in the middle that don't connect with it at all, but like humans really enjoy, well, don't enjoy. Um, I think generally humans operate better within, um, with, with sort of some sort of structure in their life with some sort of set of rules uh, in order to go by. That's how societies work. And generally humans are, uh, are pack animals. Um, we like to be part of a society. We like to, we like, you know, we, we like to have a set of rules, despite the fact that we love this idea of freedom and, and, and choice. It's actually very debilitating for most. Mm. Okay. Mm. For most people, choice is overwhelming. Yeah. And when we start, this is part of the problem with this gender conversation that's going on at the moment. When we tell people you can choose like something so basic, it's like, Oh, since the dawn of time, right. Whether you're a man or a woman, has been like that gets assigned to you before you're even born do you know what i mean and with that there's a there's a very loose fitting depending on what society or where in the world you're born but there is a little set of rules and um life sort of trajectory that's based on that and it's almost the first thing it's the one little box that you get to go in is is man or woman and when you start mucking around with that and going well actually do you know what there's no such thing um, that is really debilitating, which is why it's such a, an emotive conversation to have um, mm. and why people get so angry when people are going, well, I don't feel either of those. Actually, I'm not, I'm not in that box. And that's cool. Like they're not in that box. They're in their own, own boxes. But for the vast majority of us, it is a, it is a box. It is a channel. It's a, it's a, a system of a, a, a trajectory that we kind of know and understand inherently because of all this other stuff. And it's ancient. And if you feel negatively towards that, you know, um, I think I think you struggle to to find out to get to the bottom of who am I because I, I, I believe you know I am a man. Like if right at the very bottom of that question of who am I, like do you know what I mean? Right at the very yeah. bottom down there, the, yeah. the, you know, there's only a few levels above that. Um, you know, and that's real big picture stuff, real big thinking stuff. Once I go above that, but inherently in this world, in my society, in my family, in my in, in my reality, I am a man. Um, and and that, that, that comes with a nice lot set of understanding for, for me to be able to put that bit away um, and concentrate on other stuff to think about. I like what you've done there. I love that because what that's uh, what what came to mind. I made a few notes as you were speaking there, Fidel. Is this model um, that I think we adopt as, as human beings, and I call it from concrete to consciousness. And yeah. I'm in the at the moment uh, putting speaking from my heart's book two together, where um, international co-authors uh, tell about their story of transformation. And for me, the, the book split, split into three parts. And the first bit is around my life story, which was very concrete. I belonged in that box. That was me. My yeah. world was very certain. It was very controlled. It was very, you know, deliberate. Um, yeah. And I needed that because I needed that to 
overcome my own inherent insecurity and vulnerability uh, as a result of my early, well, yeah, my upbringing. Um, So I needed that certainty in my life, that concrete, tangible, does one and one equal two? Because it must always equal two. It's got to. And don't flirt with any other idea because that's not acceptable and all this stuff. And I think what evolves over time um, from, from you know, listening to you speak there, Fidel, is when we, sh- when we know where our base camp is, who, you know, yeah. I am a masculine man. I know yeah. that. I think then we can start to let go and embrace the, you know, the more feminine side, because as you absolutely uh, quite rightly say, you know, we've got those energies. All of us have got different For energies. Sure. And, and, you know, I think the feminine energy is beautiful. But I'm very strong in my masculine, and I would. I don't think there's an exact science. Well, there isn't an exact science because we're all so different and so unique. But what I always try and sort of, or if ever mindful of, Fidel is Pareto analysis and the eighty twenty rule. So, yeah. you know, it's not an exact science, and as I say, at the risk of repeating, we're all different. But if I was to kind of reflect upon where my world's at in terms of my dynamic between the two, I'd say. You know, at least 80% of who I am, what I am, is that very strong masculine energy. I will take I will take uh, the responsibility. I will make decisions. But you know what? That beautiful, other powerful 20%, she belongs with me as well. Absolutely. We're right, a shadow of a doubt. I think it's really also important to remember our audience as well. And I think that's where a lot of people in the personal development world and in the coaching world kind of forget and they're almost talking to each other and that's cool so me and you can have one conversation all right because we've been on a journey okay Mm. and we're we've you know you see stuff you go through things and you're able to to have a conversation um on a different level that can't exist just on a for a facebook post or through and, and talking to people who haven't been on that journey and my i have to acknowledge that i try and and one of the things one of my talents and, and and the reasons why i'm doing what i'm doing is I, i'm i'm trying to express this really pretty simply for for, for dave on the street do you know yes, what i mean and go absolutely. listen mate you know it's yeah. cool to be a bloke right yeah. that's message number one it's fine you don't have to worry about because there's a lot of them out there that are feeling worried they feel like um, they feel attacked they feel um insecure about it um, and that's causing a problem because it comes out negatively, you know. And and when you get your fing- when you get fingers wagging at you and you get told off about stuff, um, what do you do? You don't listen to that and take that on board. For most people, they uh, retaliate. They 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 dig down into their bunker, into their into their beliefs and their things, and they they react with anger and aggression. And um, you know, and, and they don't. Nobody likes being told off. So we've got to change that conversation. Remember who we're speaking to. Yeah. Remember that we're speaking to, and we're inviting people to start that journey. Yes. Um, and so the starting point has to be something that everybody can, can get. It has to be, it has to be a ABC, right? Yeah. <laughs> it has to be like, look, you know, this is who you are. And we, we build, let's build that base level of confidence in being, being a masculine man. Let's understand what that is, how we express that in modern society, how we bring that in a positive way. And once we've got that down pat, then we can start looking at expressing and examining other parts of ourselves and other parts of, of how we can make all of that work in sync. Um, but I, I, I think there's a, there's a space for, for not making it too complicated um, for everybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just sort of going back to, I 100% agree with that. Just going back to the, um, 
you know, some of the more, dare I say, higher level conversations we have with experts, you know, I'm talking, yeah. you know, top physicians and, um, you know, the deep research that they've done on a global basis. And, and I've said, you know, that is powerful beyond description. Now let's me and you talk so I can then distill that and take it out yeah. to the streets. Because if I take that to the street, out to the streets, it's it's going to last two seconds, if that. It's not, it's going to be, yeah, people are just going to be like, what are you want about? Um, I, I think there's a lot of, and I've seen a lot of the work that's been done around masculinity and stuff like that is this mm. kind of like new age stuff where people are like trying to get you out into the woods to bang some drums and have a big hug and, and grow a beard and all of this stuff. And again, you know, they've, Dave's not interested in doing that. It's not mm. appealing. It wasn't appealing to me either, really. And I've kind of grown up around that stuff. So, but as a just a normal, quote unquote normal bloke, yeah. um, you know, that's not a, a, where I want to have this conversation. Um, so we're bringing our conversation into the gym, you know, into the boxing gym, um, into the weightlifting gym, into areas where blokes kind of have that connectivity with their masculinity. Um, and where we can have a different, you know, let's bring it to the football pitch. Let's bring it to the pub. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Let's just go and, and, and talk about this stuff, places where people feel comfortable um, and, and that's connected in their minds with what masculinity is. Yeah. And I think that's the key thing. That's the contrast. That's actually a bit of a paradox there, Fido, because if I'm hearing you correctly, you know, going into the, the gym, the pub, you know, speaking at the bar, that kind of, you know, stereotypical male dominated sort of environment, or maybe I'm being too subjective because that's, that was my life for, for decades. Yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. kind yeah, of yeah. putting myself in that picture, but interestingly, and this is where I resonate with what you've just said, even in that kind of very male dominated sort of circle that I was in and those environments I was in, I would still talk about, um, issues of femininity um things that guys aren't supposed to oh paul what are you talking about that for that's you know you know and all this so and i think for me that's the because there has to be a yin and a yang in every scenario i sure. feel yep and and a strength on one bias which in this case is the modern man and the masculinity but it's leaving that kind of all by um all by the way conversation isn't it um, and that, well, that's... But, but when if you if you set the tone and you're set in the place and you 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 know you're doing it in that environment where guys are like oh, okay so I'm being a bloke now you can then you can then explore all of that other stuff you yeah. can um, and you can do it in simplistic terms because you've set the baseline yeah it's like okay we're being men here we're being men with men and we're doing this manly activity okay we're cool with that we all know where we're sitting with that right let's talk about what it's like to be an feminine let's talk about crying let's talk about art let's talk about where we you know where where the beauty is in our lives you know let's talk about the softness let's let's do that but let's do it as men um yeah. you know with, with with that being clear uh as to, to what that kind of means for for us all in a positive way absolutely absolutely okay um i always always fidel that doesn't make it right and it doesn't make it wrong but i always say to guests at the end of the um any podcast episode you've got it's that proverbial elevator isn't it you've got 30 seconds in a lift or and i put it i take that to another stage and say right you know if you had one message above all others one and you've yeah. got sort of you know 15 30 seconds to tell the world before yeah. you go, what would that be, Fidel? 
that it's okay to be a man. Yeah. It's okay to be a man. Look down inside you. you know, we all know what that means. Um, listen, there's, we watch heroes and, and everything else like that. That's what positive masculinity is about. Yes, women are capable of doing it. But, you know, within all of us guys, there is that positive sense of masculinity. You know, do it. Reconnect with it. Super. Brilliant. Okay, Fidel. So um, for me, um, and I hope for the listeners to a fascinating conversation. Thank you for that. Um, how can people get hold of you? How can they contact you to find out more about the work, the invaluable work, I believe, that you do? Um, mainly I hang out on Facebook. So my name's Fidel Bohill. I'm on my personal profile. Come and find me on Facebook. Um, I accept lots of friends as long as it's a real profile. Um, the Modern Man Club, if you search for The Modern Man Club, it's a, a Facebook group. So you can search for that, press the join request, and as long as you're a man, you'll be let in. Um, my website is www.modernman.org.uk. Um, so that's another way of getting in touch with me. And I'm all the, all the other social medias, Modern Man Coach, Twitter, Modern Man Coach on Instagram. And um, yeah, Fidel, bad news, Bohill on LinkedIn. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. Well, um, these, these contact details will be in the uh, podcast show notes. So uh, all that remains for me now, uh, Fidel, is to reinforce you again that uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. And, uh, um, you know, this is our second, uh, I think it's fair to say, in-depth conversation, which... Uh, yeah has been <laughs> thoroughly enjoyable so thank you thank you it's been great to be on thanks okay so there you have it uh, listeners fidel bohill the modern man hope you've enjoyed that more importantly i hope you've took some uh, some little nuggets out of it and uh, until the to dear well yeah i'll probably get shot for this but until the next time guys particularly it's okay to be a man and i'll leave you with that thought thank you hearts helping everyone achieve results towards success.